Welcome to No Prize Podcast. This is the Professor Bud Young, and with me, as always, Johnny, the Machine News, and Lucas. What's up, hey, Lucas? Hey, Pale, Pale. What's <laughs> going on, guys, man? Uh, it's going to be an interesting week. Actually, two huh? weeks. Uh, look, got a whole bunch of stuff that's going on. Oh, San yep, Diego yeah, Comic-Con yeah. coming up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and also, uh, I do hate to be the bringer of bad news to our friends in the UK. Uh-oh. Um, but there is going to be a delay in Marvel Comics and IDW because of an outage um, at the Hampstead uh, building. So that means that they probably won't be getting comics this week. Yeah, I'll go oh, pick man. them up every week anyway. It's fine. <laughs> oh. uh, for those of us that are digital, does that matter? All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, whatever. Losers. Hey, there's yeah. some people who, who like having a hard copy, you know, so they could just take it to the bathroom or whatever and they'll sitting around and, you know, reading look, their. No. Look, 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 look. I, we've had this conversation before, but if, when Stan Lee, Stan Lee himself says, I like looking at pictures of boobs. I'd rather hold one in my hand. When he uses that as your metaphor for comic books, you pretty much listen. So you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Stan. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Boob in one hand, comic in the other. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so big happenings this week in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We had Thor, Love and Thunder drop in the movie theaters. And I know we've all had a chance to see it. And uh, why don't we start with Johnny? How did it? How did it go over in jolly old England? Johnny the Curmudgeon Machine Hughes. This film <laughs> is the biggest pile of dog excrement that I have ever had the misfortune to have to pay to watch. It is, it is. It is banal. It is buffoonery. There's no actual genuine comedy in it. Uh, Christian Bale is massively, massively underused. You can, when he comes on the screen, the film raises like a million notches. When he's not there, it is just, it's just plug and play. Plug and play. There are plot errors. There are plot points. You think to yourself, why? You know, if, you know, you think, why? If we were going to talk about story specifics, watch out for the spoilers. Then, you know what? When Thor, boy Thor, finally goes and meets um, Gore at the gateway, why doesn't he take Mjolnir with him? Then, why does he have to wait for Lady Thor to show up? The whole my hammer or this hammer joke was terrible. The all the way, it's like I've got, I've got a really bad joke for you, but I'm going to keep talking about it and keep using it. Until you laugh, dude. There was tears of desperation with this movie, and this movie is so bad, I almost fell asleep in it. Mrs. Mm. H had to give me the nudge. The nudge said, "Johnny, you're almost snoring." That's how bad this film is. Terrible. Avoid like the plague. And as soon as they put Thor back onto a serious uh, mindset, other than this, this stuff is absolutely terrible. I have fear. Because this guy is going to be starting to do some Star Wars work. Ah, oh, man, what? So, what's he going? To, what's he going to give us? Stormtroopers dancing? Well, well, if Stormtroopers can't dance, because they have a misstep. Question for you, Johnny. Since you brought it up, Storm Stormbreaker. Um, did they in in previous films since since Stormbreaker cre got created and it was it was Avengers Endgame, right? right. Um, did did Infinity did, War? Infinity War. Infinity War. Did um. 
did we think that he was that that Stormbreaker was sentient? That had no, this was no. the first movie that we've seen that in. And I don't even think um, I don't think it's been even alluded to that uh, Stormbreaker opened up the Rainbow Bridge. Um, I think that power was hinted at that that's Thor's power from Ragnarok. You know, he's so powerful he can. He doesn't need a hammer to bring the lightning. He doesn't mm. need his axe to do that. He can do that all by himself, which is a nice, convenient plot point for a previous movie that is never used again. Never. Mm. Never used again. Right. Film hmm. is just... I mean, my wife loves Thor. Well, my wife loves Chris Hemsworth. Even she hates this movie. Hmm. Lucas, what did you think of it? Well, I mean, it's obvious that this movie was not for everybody, right? Um, you know, if you take apart the several different characters that were in this movie, you can tell that they, they broke off certain parts of the movie for certain people, right? So there is a kid's part of the movie, right? You know, where you got the kids and everything. Hey, and you saw the kids throughout the movie. You're like, oh, man, freaking suffered the, the poor little children. But they, there's a whole thing for the kids where the kids and the kid children you crusade and they get theirs right and then there's a part of it where you no know, well hey marvel and disney now support the lgbtq community and you know that there's a part of that movie for them and and look and there was supposed to be at the part of the the movie for us older dads right we're the older dads we get back our 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 but our bods man and the dad bod gets away but it was kind of a send-off for us, mm-hmm. right? Um, because this because remember, gotta remember this is Chris Hemsworth's last freaking movie, Good. last freaking Thor, right? Um, but then they were trying to say, well, no, we're sending his him away, but now you've got some of the older gods, you know, we've got Zeus and Hercules, and they're coming to the whole thing, right? So it did what it had to do, it, it gave everybody their own little thing. And then it says, hey, this is where we're going forward. There's a whole bunch of Easter eggs for the, the comic geeks. Uh, I'll say that. There's shed loads of Easter eggs. Well done, Lucas. That is a good point. Yeah, there's, there's all types of, uh, you know, it, it cut out some stuff like, hey, like, so so here, here's what I will say, right? Uh, there's so much stuff packed in here. They probably should have made this a TV series or gave, uh, you know, Lady Thor or, you know, Jane, her own Dr. little TV Foster. series. Yeah, Dr. Foster, her <laughs> own little TV series, right? Because, look, she has cancer. That's that's a big piece, right? That's yeah. a big part, right? So it probably would have hit more the emotional stuff that they try to throw in there. As she, we could have seen that as a progression rather than, hey, by the way, no. Or if she probably was in more MCU movies. Mm-hmm. And then, as in each and every single one, you know, we could have saw like, oh wait, she's getting sicker and sicker, and then you figure hit us, or like, hey, we find out in one, and then that kind of pours into this one. But now it's like, you know, people who don't read the comics, they just got hit with this, and then they were expected to care about it. I would have liked to have seen the B, because Lucas brought the C words. I like to, I would have liked to have seen this the cancer being brought on by her. Um, exposure to the Rainbow Bridge and being on um, Asgard and and all the stuff that happened to her to to show that, you know what, there is a ramification that, you know, not everybody should be able to just go to Asgard. Um, That's what I would like to have seen. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, you know what, that was a very, very good point because, uh, yeah, what was, it was like the dark stuff i forget what the exactly dark, what it was it, the dark world thought too isn't it right right yeah it was it, it was like the dark stuff that was in her which which okay now that it's inside of her now she's you know now she has access to you know, valhalla and asgard if they yep got it yep understood um but they didn't really let's get they didn't take the time to develop that mm. but irregardless irregardless of all the you know the very good points that you said, Johnny. And regardless of all that, this was a 10 for me. This is perfect, right? This is a movie that I just went in and everything in my mind just shut off. This is a stupid movie 
that I was happy to pay my money for, and I could just sh- shut off my, my my mind. And it was just rock and rock and splash and hit hit hit. You know, uh, a little bit of a little bit of romance for for the lady, and then you know at the end of the day, rock and sock and uh, go bots, and then and then boom, you know, and then it was like okay, well you know, and then of course you had the little cute little kid thing at the end and everything, right? So that's that's all I that's all I freaking expect. Out this, of and I, I I appreciate that I really do, but I will say this just before Bud jumps in. Sorry, Bud. No, no, no. This is the sort of film <clears throat> that people who diss people who like comic books will use against us. We're talking about comic book movies should be you know popular, should be serious, and should have you know have a, a wide fan base and stuff. Comics aren't just for kids. Hmm. This movie dispels all that theory. This is so, for, for me. This is just, you know, no, I'm, I'm right. But so, then, it's the end for me. This is the end right. of the Marvel so, superhero so, universe. It's like right. I'm done. I'm not. I'm not going right. to. I am not going but, to see another Marvel right, superhero. But, but what I will, I, well, I will say to counter that is the fact that so in the midst of all that, the thing that people I have not heard people talk about. It's the fact that it goes right at the monotheistic, polytheistic, atheistic freaking views. And it goes right at it. And it smashes you in the freaking mouth with it. Like, hey, you think your gods are here to serve us? No, you are here to serve your gods and bully on you to think that at any time that they're going to freaking do what you need them to do. Right? It, that's that, And that is the question in between belief and faith in this and in this in this if it comes in on that freaking that that atheistic that atheistic thing in in the in the beginning and then when we go to uh mount olympus or i forget what is the i'm no i'm the omnipotent city mm-hmm. and if we can smashes you in the mouth but hey and here's all the other gods the polyistic gods right and that's usually hey and here they are and oh you want them to come and save you guess what they're up there they don't care, right? Because they're not. Once again, they're not here to see your review. They're 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 to serve themselves. You're just a part Talking of the about scheduling the next orgy. That was my favorite. Exactly right. So so I mean, look, for you are absolutely right. There is going to be some freaking mouth breather out there that's going to say, "Man, freaking comics," but they're going to they're going to be missing a point because they're they're like me. They just want to see Rock'em Sock'em Go Box with a little bit of freaking John Wick, and they're not going to get that as well. All right. So I'm going to piggyback on both of you. So, yes, I think – so this is this is a definitely shut your brain off movie and watch it because if you think about it too hard, you'll hate it just like I think Johnny and I did. Um, but this the, – the, the, the one you're thinking about, the, the Rock'em Sock'em, take your brain out of your head and put it – that was Ragnarok. Ragnarok was that. And that was the one that was actually kind of funny. And I think there's a there's some definite things missing in this movie that would have helped this out. Tom Hiddleston is not in this movie at all, um, and that is a crime, I think. And there are, I think, a lot of crimes in this movie. Um, <laughs> but and I'm going to try to touch on both of them, before, or not both of them, but all of them before um, before I think we have to move on to talk about Ms. Marvel. But um, there is a criminal lack of Christian Bale. Johnny brought that up. This, this movie, Gore the God Butcher is supposed to be, I mean, it's in the name, God Butcher. We saw him kill one God in the five minutes uh, prior to the credit scene in this movie. And then he didn't kill anybody else in the entire film. He, he shows up on earth and Thor and, uh, and, in Jane Foster hand him his ass pretty much. He doesn't do anything else except kidnap little kids. He's like the Darth Vader in this movie. He in in for some catcher from uh, from what you call him? Oh, Chee Chee Bang Bang. That's why he is. It's, <laughs> there was to me there was just no level of threat exhibited except for the first three minutes of the movie where you kind of get his motivation and then. Um, it's by by the end of the movie where he kind of sacrifices himself to bring his daughter back um, was just like it just it just made him not omnipotent but impotent to me mm-hmm. at at the end and so I, I kind of like at the end I just didn't care and the fact that they 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 basically with Taika Waititi tied to this movie 
obviously billed as a comedy, right? Ragnarok, I think, was kind of funny on the level of Guardians of the Galaxy and to kind of deserve to, to kind of be what it was. And this was just so forced to try to attempt to have that again to the point that you had the Guardians of the Galaxy in the first five minutes of the movie that were wasted, in my opinion. And with uh, with Taika Waititi, with his, with his absolute, the, the ego that he had to, to just put Korg in there for the, as far as like the being the joke sidekick buddy to Thor at the expense of Christian Bale, where uh, from what I understand is that this, there's a, there's a, 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 a director's cut out there. That's like four hours long that, ha- that included tons more of Christian Bale killing gods in other worlds and more guardians of the galaxy, which all of this ends up, ends up on the cutting room floor. So we can have more Korg making jokes and, um, and the, the the biggest crime in this movie is trying to have this humorous undertone with Jane Foster's cancer being such of a main plot line in this movie. That's not funny. Mm. Cancer's not funny. You can't make a joke. And the other crime is having the only the only scene Kat Dennings isn't in this movie have her sitting next to Jane Foster while she gets chemo. That, and it's it's that's not a comedic scene. And Kat Dennings is one of the best comedy actors in the MCU. So to me, that was I was like I looked. Are you talking about are you talking about the the scene where she draws on the on the book? No, the hospital where where she's the getting the hospital scene where she's getting the chemo, and Kat Dennings is just sitting there and was like, you know, they talked about Thor for a minute, but then she's not in it for the rest of the fo- the film. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I, and, gotcha. Uh, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about the whole cancer thing. And, well, and then, well, and then the, the 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 whole LGBT thing, which is which is fine. I'm fine with Valkyrie and everything, but I feel like she was just extra in this movie. Like she mm. didn't need to be there, and the only reason she was there was to satisfy a certain segment of the audience. And you know, uh, and of course, the rainbow the rainbow bridge is a, is a metaphor of the whole LGBT thing. Uh, thing right so you know just the usage of of all of that it just seemed like there was just so so many of these kind of subliminal messages sent out and you know the 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 uh don't get me started about the goats you know the they were the best bit the goats and go were the best bit I didn't, uh, yeah but i don't think they i don't think that they were funny i think they were it would have been funny for the first five seconds with them screaming like regular goats you know, but they should have they should have talked or something. Oh, they should have. Um, my wife picked up a couple of points. Uh, I'll just give a quick shout on this one. Um, there's so many scenes that are exactly the same from other movies when Korg gets killed, and oh look, there's his face. That's just Baby Groot again. It's what it is. Mm. Yeah. Yep. The yep. the kids the kids jumping into the attack. It's the same scene when Thor jumps on the attack. In is it Ragnarok where he's on the rainbow bridge? He jumps in, uh, hammer in hand. Yeah, just you know what? There's just so many. It's like, oh, yep. this worked last time. It's going to yep. work again, and that's and the, the problem. Yep. That's the problem with Marvel movies across the board. They are plug and play. Yeah, DC movies might DC movies might not make as much money as Marvel movies, but at least they try different tones. They mm. try Joker, Bird of Prey, The Batman, Shazam. Batman versus Superman. All these are different tones of movies. You can't argue against the idea of trying something, something new. And, so you know, plug and play. Just for me, no, thank you. I was, I was just going to bring something else up, and then I sorry, just it just escaped me. But that's fine. Um, so yeah, no, I, I I do agree with you on some points as far as like yeah, this this movie I do feel like we've seen before. There wasn't anything really new and fresh about this i was i had such high hopes for christian bale and when the moments that he's on the screen he does time take over the film right Mm. but he's not in it enough um and i just like i said i just didn't feel like at any point in that movie that there was any kind of a level of threat to Mm -hmm. thor um and i actually i think the jane foster's cancer was more of a villain in this movie than than gore the god butcher was Mm. so um, cool. But anyway, all right. So, uh, better luck next time. The um, the next Marvel movie film that we'll be talking about will be Black Panther two coming out on November eleventh. 
Um, just as a heads up, I didn't like the first one. So the first Black Panther, yes, I think yeah. we remember that. So <laughs> sorry. Well, look forward to more of this. I like, I like him. I liked. I, I thought. He, I thought it was eminently watchable, but story wise, nope. All right, so let's move on to uh, Ms. Marvel that had its final episode over this week. Um, now, I know Johnny's not watching this in protest because well, I'm not. I'm not watching it in protest. I, I wish people would stop and sort of like giving giving ideas to why I'm not watching this show. I'm not watching the show because it doesn't interest me. It's right. not it's not aimed at me and therefore I don't watch I don't watch soap operas because they're not aimed at me. I, 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 I don't watch hockey because hockey doesn't interest me. I don't watch basketball. You know, it's fine. But I will say this, my only comment on this before everyone goes nuts and takes five minutes out for two minutes. As I said, ironically my maths isn't working great. Um can the real Miss Marvel please stand up? Is it mm. is she Kamala Khan? Is she is it is it Negabands? Is she clandestine? Is she an X-Men? All these great ideas are floating around. They have no idea what to do with the character apart from not use her original origin. Mm. There you go. I'm done. Next. You guys talk about this. All right. Luke, Luke <laughs> Lucas, Lucas will have strong points on this one, I'm sure. What were your thoughts on, on Ms. Marvel before uh before I tell Johnny why I I liked it. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, look, I mean, so what? So what he's just talking about is exactly the situation what they were trying to bring up. Like, hey, uh, hey, this is the story that freaking tells you like who she is, right? The Bengal was like who she is, right? It, it, it tells the story of her family, where she comes from, like her her ethics, her morality, and everything. So you know, like, so when she's put in a in a dark spot, like, what does what does she do? Does she just run away and just try to do her own thing, or does she take the time out, um, you know, to to help people, you know, uh, and you know, and fight against evil? And when and when it's like seven gets one, what does she do, right? So, um. And that's what it came down to this one, um, you know, and deconstructed like, okay, we, th in the beginning, this is where she got her power from. Now we're not sure. And now she's in this other whole thing. So, but, so here's what's interesting about what MCU, the MCU is doing right now. Before the MCU, when it was explaining powers, it would just hand everything to you on a freaking silver platter. Now it's saying, okay, here's this thing. If you want to know more, you're going to have to go to, to the comics to figure out what in the heck is going on, right? Uh, so, for instance, like, hey, uh, the Bengal is from the Nord Division. Now you got to figure out what the Nord Division is because, look, the Nord Division is connected to Fantastic Four. It's connected to Null and the Gore and the thing that we were just talking about. And if, if anybody had any uh questions about what i was talking about they just showed it to you in this one at the very end with her going off to another dimension went off to the north north dimension and you're like okay well what's what, what happened in the north dimension once again you got to go back and read and you'll figure out well now she's going to get storm ranger which is like the evil version of her suit uh, that's going to eventually try and kill her right um and apparently that's where captain marvel has been for a while because apparently they switched places so um i get it I, every a lot of people don't like it everybody hates it but i will not take from anybody else saying well you know it was the lowest rating thing well guess what it's the summertime mm -hmm. people got shit to do right mm -hmm. you know uh you know what's you know what's not on my list is like sitting around freaking watching tv what is high on my list sitting outside in the sun on my deck getting drunk right not watching this right <laughs> and 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 here's what i will get at mcu for or the marvel on on the directors right okay you're releasing this during the summertime you know what my kids don't want to watch is a kid in school they don't they want to they don't want to remember that school is right around the corner right if you want to release this while she's in school do it in september don't do that while my kids are freaking trying to play xbox all day if you could just enjoy this don't don't do that right um but you know look it's got its own little thing with the with the teenagers and their own little thing but then there's the thing for us is the whole thing of parents right where we got it we love our kids and everything but at some point 
we got to realize that our kids do have calf capabilities. And if we did teach them right, you know, we got to let them go. Because I, in fact, I talked to the whole bunch of guys last night and they were like, well, you know, we don't like, you know, that, you know, before the parents didn't didn't let her do that and this and that and the other thing. Now, all of a sudden, now that they, she's got parents, they let her, that's because that's parenting. That's what being a parent is all about. If you can, like, if you really taught them right and gave them a good freaking table of morals and ethics, you got to freaking let them go and do their own thing. I'm still a little itchy about, you know, them letting Kamala just run around with all these little boys and everything. Because I remember when I was a little <laughs> boy about that age, <laughs> I know what I was trying to do to every oh, yeah. little girl. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> uh, it, 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 that's 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 the only thing that that's that freaking sets me right. They still got a little tweaking to do in this whole cultural thing, but once again, um, I still thought it was okay. So I agree with you, Lucas. I also agree with Johnny a little bit. So the 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 thing I didn't like about this was the fact that of her, of her power set just being so far different and her origin changing so much from the original comic. And you, you can't look at the Ms. Marvel side of the character and say that this is the same Ms. Marvel that, I'm re that I've been reading about for the last 10 years in the comic book, because it's not, you know, she's not an inhuman. They don't even bring up inhumans in this, in this show. Um, right. the, the power, the power, definitely just is derived from the nega bands which you know the bangle which they haven't really officially called the nega bands yet but what they did sufficiently enough is they threw off threw out enough possible origin story type like that's what i was kind of joking about at the end of the show is she a jinn is she a clandestine is she an inhuman is she a pre yes. is she well, a pre warrior or right. is she a mutant which they I'm said yeah. she was mutant yeah, I'm, and I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I forgot to bring that up. It's, hey, look, that's what this whole Axe event, the Avengers Eternal, uh, Avengers, X-Men Eternals books about. Because now there's they've already planted, they started trying to plan in our minds that, hey, there's X-Men and then there's Eternals and there's mutants and everything. But somewhere along the line, they were actually kind of the same, right? So um, remember, I think it's like something like the the deviants once they eat an eternal then they become a little bit more human like mm -hmm. at some point uh one of the deviants mated with an actual human and those in that line um became the mutants that we know today so that the axe event um is going to go more into that let me just ask you a quick question then just to intercede just a little bit all right mm -hmm. of the people who watch the miss marvel tv show how many of them do you think are actually going to go to a comic book store? To Zero. Ah. Zero. So then what's the point? Everybody's, yeah, everybody's what's trying to look. Even the speculators right now, they're trying to dump off their books. They're trying so to sell every single freaking book they got. This is this is the problem with, with when we cross media, and I've said this before. It's all well and good having a, a movie presence or a TV presence or whatever. But when if you manage to get one person to go into the comic book store to pick up the comic that represents the Miss Marvel show or the Thor movie or whatever. And you find that the book is dramatically different. You've wasted all that synergy. It's, the professor's always on us about the fact there's no Avengers in an <coughs> Avengers book, right? You go and watch Endgame and then someone goes, oh, look, all these Avengers, this'll be great. I'm going to go and buy the new Avengers comic. Good luck with that. Yeah. You know, I, so, I, made see, I made the put, same argument about Black Panther. Yep, yeah, right. well, put put a little put a little seeds in about oh, go and read the the axe event because that's going to help with the TV show. TV show viewers don't care; they don't care what's going on in the comic books. They don't. So let me just get into my point where I feel like Sorry. maybe Johnny should give the show a shot if he can get past the whole. Get get past the whole uh, superhero. Why do I have to give the show? Why do, why do I have to give this show a shot? I've, because I've watched, because I've watched, I've watched it. You, I don't like it. Move on. Because <laughs> when you when you watch uh, when you read Spider Man, your favorite bits are the Peter Parker bits, right? Correct. You want Peter Parker to be a central figure in your Spider Man experience. Correct. In this Ms. Marvel show. They do. They do Peter Parker better than Peter Parker. This is a, the, the Kamala Khan part of this show. 
really is the re reflective over the your whole experience of the show. The, the family aspect, the the Kamala Khan having problems with the the boyfriend. Who does she like? You know who likes her. The whole school aspect. That whole that whole angle is is perfect, right. and they get it so well. And so and it, let me let me just counter your point just a little bit. Sure. Sorry to interrupt. Right. It's all right for Luke's kids not to watch this because it's about a kid at school and they're on the summer holidays, right? Sure. Why is it okay? Why is it not okay for a 51-year-old bloke to turn around and say, I do not want to watch a show about school kids? Oh, why, no, am I, for, why, am I get, why am I getting grief for this? I'm using, no, no, no. I'm just using Cause, the, I'm cause using the This is the second show in a row people are saying, I should do something. I've watched the show. I did not like it. That's I'm just it. using the angle of of the Peter Parker Spider-Man versus yeah, the Kamala Khan Miss Marvel. I get that, and I like Peter Parker yeah. because Peter Parker. I've lived part of Peter Parker. Right. I'm now past the point of wanting to live my school days again. I don't watch Saved by the Bell anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't if, watch Hand Time anymore because that. <laughs> you know. If you if you want to watch the impact of the English Empire. <laughs> on the Pakistani uh, Indian split this is the show for you okay. <laughs> and if yeah. I don't want to watch that then, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, then yeah. I'm just going to take flack for it week after week we say how the English Empire abandons their children I get it so this was that, I didn't say anything about the English Empire. Remember, listen. remember, you guys kicked us out, not the other way around. And before we start talking about the English Empire, let's not forget the Americans celebrate how great we are in July and how great we were for subjugating a, nat a native species in November. All right. So before we get into this, just mind that, keep that. In hey, mind, it was right? all about the parrot tax. You know how Ricky, you're, you know, you, 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 um, you tell, tell you come home for Halloween. Tell that to the Native Americans. You know, in we, we, we come home, we come home for Halloween, and your kid and your parents take all your candy and everything. That's that's what the that's what mm. you know Fourth of July is really all about. We, we didn't yeah. want to get the parrot tax anymore. Come on, mom, dad, leave us out. All right. So I'm just gonna say that that just that angle was the saving grace for me in the show was the the whole secret identity. Uh, family angle. How does she? How does she keep the secret identity? As you realize that she doesn't by the end of the show, which is my only problem with the with it, really, because it's like there is no such thing as a secret identity anymore, and and superhero them, everybody knows. Um, but I I, I like the show for for what it was. I kind of looked the other way with the um, the origin type stuff, and even then, it kind of kept me guessing because they did use the MacGuffins from. The actual Marvel Universe, like the Nega Bands and all that, and then with the um, with the, that stinger at the end where she switches place with uh, with Captain Marvel, and uh, Captain Marvel just pops in to her bedroom and sees her like pictures all over the over the wall and was like, "What the f?" <laughs> so I actually kind of thought that that was pretty cool. So uh, I'm interested in seeing more of her, but I I hope that that she gets a season two because we get to see more of the. I would say the the Kamala Khan aspect of the character, and I think the actress is is fantastic. I think she's great. So, um, but okay. On that note, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll actually talk some comics. So let's do that. If you want to find out what makes a professor do his happy dance, check out the All Timers Comic Book Show only on the UCPN. Oh, I forgot that ad was just me dancing. <laughs> Super chats. Super chats. If you donate money to Comic Crusaders, you will have the professor dancing all the time. I'm telling you, sir. All into that tune. <laughs> check out the Old Timers Comic Book Show. It's my second favorite podcast. Besides this what? one. Besides this one. Mm, okay. Besides this one. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk some comics. We had some comics dropped this week, including the very important, what's being called the final act of the Chip Zdarsky run on Daredevil is a brand new number one. So let's talk Daredevil. 
and and I just would say let's um, uh, didn't uh, didn't didn't the new Batman come out with Chip Zdarsky writing as well? Yes, the week before. Yeah. Does do you, so tie that in because I'm sure you read that Batman. Yeah. Did 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 anything get watered down since he's nope. writing Batman and Daredevil? The only thing. All right. So um, stats. What we'll go through the stats. Chip Zdarsky, yeah. uh, Marco Chicacheto. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Matthew Wilson's on colors. Uh, Clayton Cowles is, of course, on letters. I personally prefer Raphael De La Torre work on the backup story over over Chicachito or however you pronounce it. I apologize if I've butchered your name twice. Um, I don't think anything's been watered down. I think this um, is very much um, this is a lay your table type of book. I have no idea why Spider-Man's in there, considering Spider-Man's troubles in his own book. Don't particularly show him as a as a team player at the minute. Um, I think the language and the version of Daredevil is pretty consistent with Zdarsky's last run, as well as um, the Devil's Reign storyline. For me, the Saving Grace is Elektra, definitely. I'm absolutely in love with the Elektra as Daredevil character. Um, so the backup story for me works better than the, the main story. Gotta say, that's a great cover. So, there you go. The Batman, if you're anyone's interested, the Batman book's damn good as well. So, there you go. Well, that's what I was just gonna say about the cover because you could have Batman on that cover and it would look, <laughs> look like a good cover too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the cover was by David Finch when I first looked at it, but it absolutely totally isn't. The problem is, is there, there were 10 Daredevil covers this week. Oh. Um, and you know which one did the uh, speculators picked up cared about? Not a single freaking one. Nobody <laughs> cared about this book. Nobody cared about this book. You know, it was like, eh. I wonder look. why. I wonder why because this. I mean, this book was arguably the best book in the last year and a half, right? I mean, so why wouldn't anybody care about a new number one for this book? <clears throat> Because because there's been too many number ones. I think Marvel. it's because it's more of the same. Sorry, Lucas. Yeah, You're yeah, absolutely I mean, right as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you when you go back to the well over and over and over again with number ones, we stop caring, right? Just mm. keep the legacy numbers. Well, you got say legacy six, number six forty nine. Just put that up top, right? And then freaking let, let us know. I mean, you could say, hey, this is uh uh. Issue number two of what is whatever storyline, or issue number four or five of whatever storyline, that's fine, but keep that legacy number up top because issue number one is you're killing us. You're, you're freaking killing us. Nobody care about, it. especially there was no, there was no first appearances. Now there was a new revel, uh, revolution about one of the characters. Um, that was pretty interesting. Uh, the guy that he apparently mm. went to law school with. Um, I forget what his name is. Stinky, groggy. Like, I, I think it's like Samuel Goldman or something. <laughs> Samuel Goldman. Oh, geez. That's a lawyery freaking, you know, Jewish name if I've ever heard one, man. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's this guy's name? Uh, uh, yeah, I forget. Um, but it's not first. Sorry, it's Rob, Robert Goldman. Robert, Robert Goldman. That's, that's so much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you no. Know, now that guy who they, he went to law school with, he and Frog went to law school with, now he's some type of weird guardian angel who light emits from him, and apparently Daredevil can now hear light. Apparently, I didn't know that was a thing, but okay. <laughs> um, the... Uh, that, that was it. That, that that was that was it. That was that was the basic crush crush of what why I would care about this book. Like, hey, there's a there was, there was a guy who came out two years ago. Now he's a thing. Yeah. And then, uh, but I, look, I do like the way they set it up. Right. Like, okay. Once again, you know how I love. You know what I love. I love. Hey, there's a mission. There's something that the character has to do. He's got a limited time of. Uh, limited amount of time that he's got if we can do it but in the meantime there's all these real real life things that are in his way like spider-man's in his freaking way um there's a robbery there's a there's a dude who gets shot in, in the streets of new york that's that's real scale to me <laughs> look um so daredevil he wants to stop he, he stops and everything 
and then that ends up making him fail his mission. Perfect. Boom. Bing, bing, let's get out of here. Right. Um, but that's not worth 10 covers for Daredevil. I'm sorry. Well, and that's, you know, I think that there really wasn't that much of a difference between the last issue of the, of the last run and this first issue. I don't see any reason why this has to be a brand new number one jumping on point for new readers type of book. Because like if we compare it to a couple of months ago when the when the new Spider-Man book dropped and it was Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr., you were dropped into that book going, What the heck is going on in this book? This book just felt like the next issue of Daredevil continued from the last issue mm. where you just kind of re like, I know Johnny just said kind of like resetting the table, but it's really kind of like, it's all the same characters. We have, uh, we have Matt, Matt who is supposedly dead now. So he's masquerading as Mike big whoop. Right. But, uh, but, but then he goes around have, and tells everybody, like, come he, on, man. Like, right. But uh, yeah. And, and, and then you have uh, Butch, the Kingpin's son, um, who takes over. So basically we, we see him kind of chess piece moving into the Kingpin role. Um, but that's sorry, Devil's of, Reign as well, to be fair. Didn't right. I mean, and, and here it's just kind of this is going to be the new status quo going forward. And he's going to probably be the, the new the new bad guy. But then but then, of course, they, they do introduce uh, Robert Goldman who you're kind of wondering a little bit about, but not enough for, you know, is he the new purple man is what I'm kind of thinking is, is he the new kind of uh, threat that's going to run throughout the whole series? Um, and then the other thing I'm wondering is how long is this run going to go? Because they announced at the end of this book that this is Chip's, uh, Chip Zdarsky's final run on Daredevil or the third act of his, of his, uh, of his run. So this is it. Uh, how much can, how much does he have left in the tank, especially if he's expending much more energy doing Batman as well? Because I imagine those, I, I mean, it is kind of, kind of, kind of right in the same character almost. So the same kind of, uh, hey, it's like the same kind of level. It's the same uh, kind of, that's, I know, I know, I, I knew saying that Johnny was going to have a problem. Uh, that's not the same character at all. It's kind of the same. It's kind of the. It's kind of noirish. It's kind of detective-y. It's kind of you know street level baddie. Uh, it's, the thing with there's Batman, a lot of similarities. Batman can work across the board. He can work. He can work in noir. He can work in slapstick in a way that Thor can't. He can work. He can work in different different ways. Daredevil's just one tone all the way. In fact, Daredevil, you could argue, is tone deaf. Here always don't get tippy waiters. <laughs> yeah. I, read, I enjoyed the book. I thought it was. I thought, I, it, was no, I, thought I thought it was great. I did. I do think now. I, I'm wondering is going forward is it going to be a split book like Tales of Suspense or something where you get Matt in half the book and Electra in the other half. Because we saw that in this book where we kind of get like a backup story. But I kind of think the stuff that's happening in the Electra side of the book is more important than what's happening mm. in the other half of the book. That's so, uh, you know, I think that eventually, you know, obviously they're kind of going to mix at the end. But um, I'd like to see it go forward, uh, going forward, have like half the book is Matt and half the book is Electra and mm. see uh, and see where that goes. And, and who knows? Maybe that's that. Maybe that's why it justified a new number one. But anyhow, I just think this this was just a continuation of the last issue. It wasn't enough going on for me to justify the new number one. Cool. Fair so, point. All right. Uh, so let's move on now to uh, what else are we going to talk about? Um, Fantastic Four. You want? Yeah, to talk about. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go into the Fantastic Four, which is the final episode of Reckoning War. Um, and this is uh, the final wind down to Dan Slott's run on the book. Um, the the big uh, the big change in this book was it has kind of a guest artist of Farid Karami, um, mm. and then we have Jesus Alberto of color art, letterers Joe Caramagna, and um, you know the uh, the the editors. If you want to blame them for what's going on, Martin Biro and Elise Bisa and Tr Tom Brevoort. Um, this is another thing. I think when we, uh, we we talked about Fantastic Four last time, we were talking about how chaotic it was with all this different plot lines kind of smashing into each other. And um, this kind of is the same. 
with the final ending. This is the wrap up to Reckoning War, and you kind of get some bits of payoff from everything. Um, we see the thing finally returning to Earth, but he's alone, which kind of makes you wonder what happened to everybody else. Um, and then, of course, they explain what happened to everybody else. And, uh, you know, for with the exception of, I would say, Johnny Storm, there's not really any kind of lasting change, maybe, going forward. But there's tons of characters in this book to keep track of. Um, and most of them kind of just wrap up. But anyway, the highlights are, so now the watchers are all dumb. They can't watch anymore. They can't see anything. Um, and turns out towards the end of the book that Uatu, the original watcher, um, regains his powers plus, plus some. So he gets leveled up. So now he can see all of the what if realities, possibilities going forward. And he's the only one. So now he's the only watcher going forward. He and he restores basically everything. So um, he's he's basically. Um, did, did, would you say that he kind of got upgraded to like Beyonder type level powers? I don't think so. I think he's just been put back to where he actually was in the first place. Surely to God, the right. idea of the watcher can see what ifs anyway. That he was always the the linchpin mm -hmm. of the book. Uh, to me, this book was just a great big like. I don't know what it is about modern comic book writers, right? The setups, and this isn't just a Dan Slott thing. This is a Scott Snyder thing and a whole host of others. The setup of the story is fantastic. The setup gets yeah. you bought into the book. Can't oh, my God. Life. Things are going to happen. Things are going to change. Oh, my God. It's just a big reset button and everything stays the same. Yeah. Well, and and, and it, it's this sort of this sort of red right mentality that kind of bores me out of comics because I think I was I was with you on this. I was I was quite enjoying this this reckoning yeah. war. And when they got to the bit where like, oh my god, the fate of the universe, I actually believed it. I was like, come on, let's do so. I, I was like, yes. That's how good slot writing actually was as a setup stage. Yeah. Punchline, dude's not funny. It's like so what? Everyone's back the way they were, apart from Johnny. Who has left the Fantastic Four again? Like, really? So Do that, I care that much? Do I? That there's, there were a couple of other subtle changes too. Where um, so you have Franklin, who's well, I guess Franklin's back to normal, right? Because Franklin right. gave him, he powered himself back up. Um, He's got black but, hair, uh, but and now that's permanent. Mm -hmm. That was a permanent change. Um, Val, uh, Valeria uh, it became actually smarter. Um, so she she actually built her own forever gate, um, which to me might actually level her up past Reed Richards's uh, knowledge, right? So that to me means maybe Valeria might be might be someone to watch down the line. Um, then of course, yeah, everybody else they restored Galactus, they restored uh, Jack of Hearts, um, they restored you know, the Silver Surfer as a herald of sorts. Right. right and so so now that that was another thing that actually uh comparatively which which the um they talked about the barrier um which was the i guess the border of the universe right mm. and now the watcher restored now what dr doom says is nine tenths of the universe that re, that he reclaimed um and they they, they call the barons and it's now now be called the borderlands now to me that that really kind of smacked of the um the Green Lantern, uh, the the wall there. What's mm. what's that called? The source wall. The source wall is it? It, it sounds like the same thing, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. The yeah, source yeah. wall and the the barrier of the yeah, borderlands. Yeah. yeah. So to me, that to that actually that concept of having the the that barrier broken down and sending Galactus and the Silver Surfer out into that, I think that was a setup for a new series. I think they if they could relaunch Silver Surfer. That would be that would be cool. Have them be and have them introduce all a bunch of new stuff, but have them teamed up with Galactus. I thought that would be pretty cool to read about on a monthly basis. Just me. Um, and and they also set up uh, Nick Fury, who is now back on the moon as kind of the the, the unseen. But um, what did they call him? The uh, Earth's shield, humanity's shield. And they actually have him standing on the shield logo, and I actually thought that was pretty cool too. So, uh, you know, I'd be interested in seeing something on that 
end as well. So I, I kind of, you know, I want to give him like a, like a, like a B minus for this. I know sticking the landing is so hard to do, but to be able to set some stuff up to come, um, is interesting. You kind of want to set the table for the next writer, but we've seen so many times the writer just ignores what's coming up yep. or ignores was, what's coming before. So I don't know. That was my, that was going to be my point. It's all right yeah. setting the table, but who's going to rock up to eat there? <laughs> well, that's true. Lucas, what did you think? <laughs> I didn't think any of anything about this, right? I mean, it's, it's got so many parts. It's just, Hey, here's a whole bunch of stuff, and here's a whole bunch of stuff, and here's a whole bunch of BS, and here's a bunch of BS, and and I'm guess what? Here's there's all you're going to spend a bunch of money on this, and none of it's going to matter at the end of the day. Um, and and that and that's fine, right? That's what summer events are for. I'm all about that. Hey, summer events, nobody's you're, you're trying to get people in the door to freaking read the comic books. Just go ahead, just go nuts. You know all these little multiverse things. Yeah, fine. Go, let's go freaking nuts. Let's throw a whole bunch of stuff at us. But um, but don't say, hey, there's a whole reckoning war and then nothing happens because at the end of the war, somebody's got to lose. And nobody lost anything in this. In fact, you know, uh, you know Johnny's got his wife back. Uh, you know, like you said, old boy son has got his powers back. Uh, you know, people, the only thing, uh, no reads the ailment where his head was about to explode and he was going to freaking die. He gets freaking healed by war using the ultimate nullifier. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, war is supposed to be painful. You're supposed to never have to want to go through war, but mm. it seems like everybody came out the better for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it, man. Freaking, if you're gonna, hey, let's say the skirmish, all right, or the incident, that, that's fine. Don't use the word. <laughs> the reckoning <laughs> argument. Yeah, exactly. That's literally all it was. It was literally a bunch of watchers arguing about some stuff that they did in the past, and now they're okay. They lost their sight. Okay, that, that's about it. Maybe um, they could see the light, like Daredevil now. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, it turns out that there's a. There's the nebulous, right? There's like the nebula of all portals, which is something I've been tracking for a while. But now there's 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 a nebula of nebulas out there, and it's all in the Watcher's homeworld. Um, they kind of freaking skipped over that. Nobody freaking closed that. Uh, the Forever Portal's back. That that's a freaking thing now. It, it's just like okay, they went crazy, and I'm I'm more interested in you know what they should have gave me. They should have gave me a freaking one shot and show me how Moon Knight. And freaking Squirrel Girl, there you go. Yeah. Freaking yeah. blew up a planet by themselves, but you know, I re okay. I read cool. that. I read that, and I was like, that sounds like a tie-in book that didn't get published. <laughs> yeah. That would have been cool. You no know, Squirrel Girl freaking uh, defeats them all. Okay, show me. You know, yeah. um, it, it felt like this was a hodgepodge of characters that they didn't know that they don't know what to deal with, and they were like, okay, let's just throw them in it. But here, 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 I do have a question. Um, we got the Moon Girl thing, right? Moon Girl's out there. She's out there in space. How come they didn't just throw her in this for a little bit? Huh? Right? They could have threw her. I mean, they love throwing little black girls and black guys out in space. <laughs> throw them in this freaking thing. No, that would be yeah. cool. No. All right. No button. That's All right. So yeah, looks like a mixed bag on that issue, huh? So some some good, some bad, but generally nothing that's going to change our lives at all. Uh, which is right. a shame. Which is a shame because yeah. you know slot promised so much, but I hope for for sure. Let's um let's it look. Go on. It's well, well. Let's look at Captain Marvel, and then quickly. We'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll look quickly look at Captain Marvel, uh, issue number thirty nine. Uh, so this was uh, by Kelly Thompson and uh, art by Juan Frigueri and Alvaro Lopez, color artist Jordi Belair, letters by VCs Clayton Cowles, and the people you blame for this is Anita Okoye, Sarah Brunstad, and Tom Brevoort. Um, Johnny, what happens in this issue that is worth reading? So essentially, um, as we all know, uh, Captain Marvel, in one of her previous battles, has created an alternative binary. Um, Cap has a run-in with a council of magic users and is punished for how she's treated Orv. 
um, and Binary replaces who's Binary is looking for an identity. She replaces Captain Marvel as 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 Carol Danvers as well as Binary. Um, guest star in Spider Woman and a whole host of other people. This book just continues to be Marvel's most consistent book for me. You know, the the writing's fun. The 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 fish out of water element with the binary character and how she interacts with the the, the Carol's regular people. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that would make this book even funnier, and this is true comedy element rather than buffoonery, um, it would be nice if Rhodes had hit on her, you know, because it's like, hey, Carol, and then you know that would have just crazy, caused all sorts of crazy. Who knows? It might happen in a couple of issues' time. Whatever. Uh, the art styles are dramatically different. Um, whilst I appreciate the main Carol story uh, and the ramifications of that, I did not enjoy the art of those panels at all. Uh, the binary art is uh, the binary part of the story. The art's bang on. Um, yeah, I don't. I think if you want, if you want superhero books that fe- actually feature the the title of the characters actually in the book, then I think don't think you can go wrong with this book at all. I didn't like the cover. I think the cover looks like the first page, the like the recap page when you open the book. I actually yeah. thought when I when I looked at it, I was like, "Did we get the cover?" <laughs> I didn't no. think it was the cover. I liked. I mean, they're doing this quite a lot. I mean, isn't this cover, this style also used for recent X books with the whole yes. expose of the of the resurrection? Yeah. Right. So I know I, I I like the I like the idea that the Daily Bugle is such a uh, such a, a mover and a shaker. Why can't we give it some some recognition? Mm. Yeah. Lucas, so, what did you think of this book? Magic, magic, <laughs> magic, magic. Look very quickly. Like, look, uh, there. This was a book to remind everybody that there's magic and there's more magic on the way. Uh, Agatha Harkness has a thing coming. Uh, mm-hmm. More strange academy. There's there's more of that coming. This was all about the magic, and uh, I guess they would have kind of kind of finely tuned and say like, oh, this is how kind of magic kind of works. Everything. Um, did, did they need to do it in a Captain Marvel book? No, no. But you know what? If you don't know what to do with Captain Marvel, fine. Go ahead, put her in the freaking home magic thing. That, that's fine. Um, I mean, it was a sub. Like, it was a, it was a story a while back where she was using magic to try and. Yeah, yeah, Captain, yeah, Captain Marvel thirty through like thirty two or something like that. Yeah, so fine. You know, there is there is precedent, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just that. Well, see, what made me upset about that storyline is that they just, they just kind of dropped that whole thing. It was interesting. Like, okay, uh, all, against all odds, she decides to learn magic and everything, and it was like, okay, now she's got the magic thing, and then okay, ready, drop her everything, let's go do something else, and then now they're now they're bringing it back. Um, and it's like okay, that that's weird, but okay. Let's let's see where they're where they're going with it. Um, I do like the characters that they're bringing up, bringing in this, and I, I want to see where they're going. But mm. I know my heart might be broken, and that they'll probably they'll they'll get it revved up, and then they'll just drop it again to be forgotten. So. We'll see. I I like uh, I like the Captain Marvel book just because it just seems like it's like Johnny said, very consistent. You kind of know what you're getting. Um, I not, I'm not a huge fan of all the different, uh, Captain Marvel type characters running around like uh, binary and then, uh, Laura, Laura land or whatever her name is with the, the Cree century, uh, wrote the accuser, um, different, you know, just different things going on. Um, I do like that they incorporate spider woman into this book because they are like best buddies and, um, well, and I think Spider Woman works as a as a sidekick. Well, character. let me let me drop you a little a little word to the wise, as they say. Um, if you check out the most recent outside the panels, I interviewed Dennis Hopeless, who was uh, the Spider Woman writer uh, yes. a while back, and you all know how much I love that book. Um, yes. And I asked the question: Should Carol and Jess be an item? And, and his answer was tune into the podcast. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah, go, no, uh, no, um, no, he was like, he was like, yeah, Marvel, Marvel are going to have to go and do that because there are a huge, there's a huge, mass, massive uh, part of the audience who read Spider Woman and Captain Marvel who who are crying out for this, and it could be Marvel's version of Harley and Ivy, to be fair, and we all, all mm-hmm. how, crazy, how popular those yeah. are. 
and that would be yeah. the first uh, type of uh, like major or what to say major characters that they that they would put together. And, yeah. and it's been done naturally. It's done naturally. Yeah. If you if you yeah. go all the way back to Avengers Annual Ten, yeah, the relationship back then at the end the book ends as the holding hands as walking around the swimming pool. You know, there's yeah. you know there's history there. There's it's not just like oh let's just make a a character gay for for shits and giggles. It's like it's an it's a natural progression. You can see how much these characters love love each other and act well with each other. So there you go. Check out the podcast. It's Dennis was fantastic. Look, what a good look, guest. look that's not even the most important part. That's not <laughs> even no. The most important part is what type of freaking heathen communist drinks coffee while eating a freaking sandwich. That is absolutely freaking terrible. You sir need to go to jail. You need to go to jail, <laughs> sir. <laughs> trust me trust me the way this yeah. podcast is going yeah. i'm going to jail for yeah. a whole coffee <laughs> yeah coffee is acidic and you are ruining the taste of your sandwich oh, do boy. not pass go do not pay a hundred dollars you just go straight to jail sir that is all right <laughs> let's wrap this up let's do two minute warning what do we got coming up <laughs> let's go on two minute warning time uh let's see going going through I want to get to some of the good stuff. Uh, I didn't have enough time to block out everything, but let's let's see what we got. Uh, da, da, da. There was actually some interesting stuff from some of the other publishers. Everyone can pause as you find out what all, about all these books are. <laughs> there right, we are. Go, go back. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Clockwork Orange. Like I was just getting like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You will you will love Marvel. You will love Marvel. Uh, you must Ghost watch Rider. this Marvel. You must watch this Marvel. Yes, sir. <laughs> Ghost Rider second print. Uh Amazing Spider Man number five, second print. Great book. Great book. Amazing Fantasy one thousand. Uh, that's gonna be on once again, these are these are some of the books that are on FOC. Uh, Amazing Fantasy one thousand. Uh, the one to look out for is that uh, Diamond Previews has one that is limited to 5,000 copies. Uh, Avengers BC coming out in three weeks. More Captain Marvel. I do like that Predator joint over there. I like oh, I like the Go back, please. I do like mm -hmm. the binary cover. I do love yes. the binary cover. Okay. And did you notice that at the uh, end of Miss Marvel, um, in her room, there was a lot of different images about uh, binary. So I, I bet, I bet there's no pictures of the swimsuit, Miss Marvel, in there. No, no, I don't think there was. So we think Binary uh, is going to be in the in the in the Marvels movie. Oh, most definitely, in some way or form, yeah. Uh, some more Daredevil, uh, the Edge of Spider Verse, uh, first appearance of Spider UK, I believe. I what's believe. the spoil? Oh, what's the spoiler my. cover? God. We don't know yet. That's that's the thing. It's a spoiler. So they're not gonna we're not gonna find out about it until it actually comes out. Spider UK, Johnny. Head spiders. You're gonna take ownership on that? Uh yeah, I'll have a look at it. God knows what I'm gonna think about it, right? But, you know, she's wearing thigh highs, so that's gonna be good, right? <laughs> uh Hulk. Hulk Banner War. Uh some Iron Cat action. Uh Miss Marvel Moon Knight. Did you see the speculation on Secret Avengers 19? Secret no. Avengers? Secret no. Avengers 19, the first appearance of Mr. Knight. Oh. No, I did not see that. No. Mm -mm. Cool. cool. Uh, Spider-Man 2099. Everybody likes that frame joint, the one to the far right. Uh, some Star Wars 26. Hello. Everybody's in, yeah, everybody's <laughs> loving those action figure variants and the uh, Choose Your Destiny. <laughs> the X-Force Axe and then uh, the Judgment Day X-Men, people like that's the Koa. It's oh, look at the trading the card variant. That's awesome. Sir. I like the I like the Phoenix one. Phoenix cover. Yeah, and for those that aren't tracking, now uh, Firestarter and Iceman, they are now joining the X-Men together, which is making some of the old uh, what's it, Spider-Man and his amazing friends Number one, freaking, it's making it pop off. Really? Hey, fire, so wait, wait, wait. Firestars, Firestars joining the X Men. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. With oh. the Hellfire Hellfire Gala number one. 
the new team is revealed. Oh, Hellfire, yeah. I'm, I'm, I got halfway through that. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. <That's a> spoiler alert. <laughs> All right. Coming soon. Coming out this week. Uh, Alien Stellato. I kind of like the Alien book, by the way. I'm just, just saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's good. It's good, man. Especially if you team it up with uh, the video game, it's it's amazing. Um, Didn't Alan's... Dark Horse do that already? I'm a... <laughs> hey, but shh, I'm trying to I'm trying to grab those up for the cheap. All right. <laughs> uh, Defenders number one, Beyond. Defenders Beyond number one. And there's several ones, and then that is it. That, those are the ones that we aspectly pulled out. And say, oh, these are actually might be that... pretty good. To, that oh, character wow. that with the white uniform on Defenders number one there is he trying out the new Bengals uniform? That looks like the Beyond. <laughs> that's the Beyonder, Johnny. That's oh, the Beyonder. Not, not the Beyonder. Uh, oh my god. Oh, yeah. no, sorry about that, but some of these were actually pulled later. Uh Miles Spy Miles Morales Spider-Man, the Predator joint. And then there's a Shang-Chi art germ. There's a one one hundred of that one. Is that germ still rocking it? Because I've seen a couple of covers recently, and I haven't been that impressed. Mm-hmm. The Hellcat Annual one, for example. Yeah, nobody. He's he's spread too thin. Whoa! Uh, Wit Gwen... will stop the press. Yes, sir. That's the a... Gwenverse uh, Greg Lant homage. You could color her hair red, and it would be Mary Jane. They could have two different covers. You could cover that white, and it could be Felicia. You have three and, different covers. They all look the same. Yeah, they've they've literally been doing a whole bunch of homages on the same cover, which is a, a homage to her first appearance, which was the Great Land, which is like a three thousand dollar book. And they just say, well, if it worked once, it'll work twenty seven thousand times. All right. well, <laughs> and and lastly, uh, Star Wars number twenty five. Uh, there is an Alex Maliev, which is like a one twenty-five, and then one to the right is the black current uh, tan solo Chewbacca, the black current stand. <laughs> and that, sirs, is the two-minute, three-minute, four-minute warning. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's nice to look ahead to see what's coming up. So maybe maybe we review some of those books coming up. All right, so thank you for hanging out with us on uh, on in the middle of July when I'm sure you have other things to do. Um, but enjoy, and we will be back probably at the end of the month to uh, you know talk more comics. Hey, hey, and uh, we will see you then. Until then, stay safe. Adios.